Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. This week, Pete Donaldson is still away. He's been doing some WrestleMania stuff in the USA. Some of you might have bumped into him in Dallas or somewhere in Texas. I'm not sure entirely where he is, but I know he's back very soon and uh, he'll be back later this week. So joining me, joining us today uh, is another guest. We had Ryotaro last week, an ill-fated uh, and long-awaited encounter. This week we have Sharla in Japan. Sharla, how you doing? Good, hi. You've just got back from Hiroshima. Yeah, yesterday. I was on a, a week-long trip to Hiroshima and uh, Nara oh, right. prefectures. What were we doing down there? I was trying to make it in time for the Sakura, and I think I arrived just at the peak, so I got quite lucky. Uh, I was visiting my best friend Mark, who moved down there a year ago. Um, and yeah, it was he, my... he moved from Morioka, right? Yeah, from Morioka all the way down south. So. How is he finding the transition? Because you know, it's like north and as well, east and west Japan are world away. Morioka yeah. and Hiroshima are completely Very different. different. How's he finding it? Like, which does he prefer? Um, I think he he likes the change. He was in Morioka for quite a, a while, mm. so um, I think the the change of scenery is definitely welcome. Um, yeah, he seems to be enjoying it. Uh, Hiroshima is beautiful. I really liked it. I hadn't really explored much outside of Hiroshima City. Mm. So Mark's more in the countryside. And um, I really liked how they had so many traditional buildings. You don't really see that up north. And I don't know if that's because of the earthquakes all the time. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, they they have to rebuild the buildings here a lot more often. But yeah, down in Hiroshima, they had all the old style roofs, uh, the cool tiles. And it was really beautiful. And did you, you say you went to Nara? Did you see the... Uh the deer I did yeah unfortunately it was raining so it wasn't wasn't the best day to walk around the deer park but yeah I saw the deer Uh, it was strange having no tourists there it wasn't busy at all I've heard they've like they've changed they've evolved in the absence of tourists because obviously tourists used to give them crackers galore yeah (laughs) they would eat all the damn crackers I've been down there in like nine years and I nearly like rip my bloody hand off well, I was there five years ago and they were really polite they'll they'll come up and bow to you for a cracker and just sit there patiently waiting for you to give them a cracker but mm. now they're vicious oh god like really vicious <laughs> they they wait by the cracker stand um, 
for somebody to buy crackers. And oh, as soon God. as they see that you've bought some, they'll swarm you and bite you like <laughs> so hard. They bit my butt so hard. Oh. I must have like so many bruises. <laughs> Did you? I mean, is that safe to be bitten by I a deer? Don't know. <laughs> Didn't break yeah. the skin. Tetanus. So I can... Rabies. Oh my God. I'm still alive. <laughs> it's terrifying. What have they become? Yeah. So it's if like you... 28 days later, something like <laughs> zombie deer. It's just the ones near the carts. It's funny. There's some that are still polite, yeah. waiting like off in the fields, and they'll still bow to you. They're really sweet. But yeah, there's like ten of them that sit and wait by the carts. It's oh. horrible. I'd love to go back down to uh, Nara though. It's like it's it's pretty far away, and it's it's a little bit tricky to get to from here, right? Because you have to mm. go like Kyoto or Osaka yeah. and then switch to another train. But uh, I remember. I mean, I, Nara's got a real charm to it. Like, where did you stay when you were down there? Uh, right near the deer park in right. an Airbnb, which was an old temple. Actually, it was like a five hundred year temple. old temple. Yeah, they let you rent it for the night. Um, you're not allowed in the <clears throat> temple part with the that's huh. like housing the the Buddha. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of like locked. You weren't allowed to go in there. Oh. Um, but you get to stay in the buildings, like outside of the temple. It was yeah, it was really cool. I mean, Nara is kind of like Kyoto on yeah. speed, right? It yeah. used to be. Did it, it used to be the capital, didn't it, of Japan? Uh, don't know. Don't hold me to that. I'm not. We'll, we'll look it no, up later. No, I thought Kyoto was probably. I we're gonna. <laughs> should we cut that out? No, we'll leave it in. Lots of people are gonna kill me. <laughs> I honestly don't, I don't email know. in guys. I don't think it was correcting me. I'm gonna look it up afterwards. But yeah, it did have a Kyoto vibe to it for sure. Um, oh, and we came across a really cool sakura spot just by chance. Mm. Um, it's not one that's overly famous or anything. I'm really surprised. We just drove past it in the taxi and we got out. But um, they had a thousand sakura trees lining oh, nice. either side of a, a river. And, yeah, it was really cool. I'm glad you're here today, though. I, I recently saw a study that I want to run past you today. Um, and it's a study... I mean, a lot of studies that come out of Japan are often questionable. They're usually like... <laughs> They interview five people in Harajuku. Yeah. They give some shit opinions, and that's a survey. Uh, but this this survey, I fear it might be along those lines. But we're gonna we're gonna dive into it a little bit, and it's a survey that picks out Japan's most attractive prefectures um, and sort of ranks them. Okay. Uh, in terms of attractiveness, it's not literally the most beautiful. It's sort of the kind of what people think of it, how it's they perceive general. it. Yeah. Opinion. Yeah. All right. And so I've been everywhere except for Okinawa. So you've been at forty-six prefectures. Six. Yeah. You've been to Shimane. I think so. Yeah. I've no, stayed. Nobody's ever been to Shimane. I've only driven no through it very briefly. There. Well, I've no. driven through it. Yeah. Supposed to have a nice temple, but uh, here are five the top five. So obviously, forty-seven prefectures all ranked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top five most attractive prefectures. Uh, number one, we have Hokkaido. Oh, art. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what that? It wouldn't be that? my first pick. It I wouldn't. do like Hokkaido. Um, the snow's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're ranking it by like just all kinds of factors, like livability, how pretty it is, the food, etc. I, I definitely wouldn't rank it top. I, I mean, I'd be tempted. The thing, if, the thing is with Hokkaido, it's kind of cheating. It's the biggest prefecture. It's a massive island. Mm. It's got a lot of diversity there. And it's been... It's had the top spot for 13 years in a row now. Really? And interestingly, like... I don't think I would have the balls to put the title... Uh, uh, sorry, to put uh, a prefecture in the title of an Abroad in Japan video. 
uh, outside of like Kyoto or right. Osaka or Tokyo. But Hokkaido is one of those places that you can actually do that. And the video hmm. will perform well. If I put like Yamagata or Miyagi yeah. Prefecture uh, into so. the title, nobody watches it. Nobody wants to click yeah, on it. Yeah, that's true. It's got that sort of a brand awareness. Mm. So I'm not surprised that it's uh, it's taken this top spot. Hmm. And I'd say I can, I'll can i agree with that. Really? You'd, really? You'd give that your top vote? You'd well, I don't know if I give it my one. top vote. But I, I mean, I kind of agree with it. My, I don't know what. It is beautiful. What I do, would be number um, one? My number one would prop. Mm, Ah, no, I know what mine, mine would be. Uh, I know my top three. Top three, eh? Yeah. Well, mine would probably be Kumamoto, the land of the hills and the grotto. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, ah, uh, I do like Mount Aso. Mount Aso, the caldera. Yeah. Very. Mount Aso is very cool. Unique scenery. Yeah, it's like Hyrule mm-hmm. out of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that like, yeah, every time I go there, yeah. I'm like, how is this? How do people not know about this? Mm-hmm. Like, how is this not a more, like, well known place? But uh, what would you rank number one? Uh, it's hard to pick a number one, but I really like Yamagata and Hiroshima, actually. Um, yeah, after Yamagata. this past trip, seeing more of Hiroshima is definitely up there for number one or two for me. Where do you think Yamagata is ranked? 47 prefectures. What rank? It must be in the top 15. It is ranked at, drumroll, 31. What? But interestingly, it's gone up from thirty uh, ninth place to thirty one. So maybe they've people have seen our our trip to the, uh, the <laughs> well, temple Yamadera, so. and it's gone up the ranking. There's so much to see there, and there's so much. The food is great because they're famous for so many different types of fruit and and wagyu beef, of course. And the coastline's gorgeous. It is, yeah. That's shocking, honestly. So which prefectures beat Yamagata? Every of the prefecture. Akita. No <laughs> Akita. Way. Akita, oh uh, yeah, Akita's beat it. But like second place, so we got Hokkaido huh. number one. Second place is Kyoto, unsurprisingly, given its uh, fair enough its reputation. Yeah, as the heart Kyoto of Japan. should should be high up there. It is beautiful. Yeah. Third place is Okinawa. I've never been, so Ooh. I don't have any opinion on that. You'll have to watch the new series of uh, Jenny Cross Japan. <laughs> uh, we we are going there. Uh, I don't. I mean, I I've been to Okinawa once. It has the most magical sea. You can go underneath it and you can see for like half a mile hmm. in the water, which is coming from the UK. Yeah. That's just not something. Are you going to snorkel? Expect- I'm going to try. That's, I've always wanted to do you that. You know, I recently discovered Natsuki can't swim. What? So that's just like I booked this bloody trip, <laughs> planned it out painstakingly. <laughs> he's just going to watch you from the beach. And he's going to, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to put like armbands on him. Life, <laughs> have a float <laughs> thing. Arm like, floaties. What are we going to do? <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's a serious cause you concern. should teach him how to swim throughout the week that can be your challenge that could be teach natsuki to swim in could, one week that could be a really good challenge actually i think one week <laughs> i think it'd have to be a day a day i don't well, think you can learn to swim in a day i'm i'm worried we're gonna drown natsuki in this series it's gonna be journey across japan fucking i've natsuki. never seen an adult learn to swim as an adult like i wonder if it's harder than a, a child learning to I swim. i mean as somebody who's been able to swim for ever yeah. like since the age of like nothing I, I can't imagine what that must be like but no. I think it must be pretty difficult because you'd get in the sea and then the moment your feet aren't sort of touching the the seabed right. the floor you, I think you'd really panic huh. and I think you'd be sort of have a panic attack which would overwhelm you but I don't know yeah. only one way to find out <laughs> <laughs> take that ski out there and chuck him in the sea <laughs> but yeah that's Okinawa's uh, third place and then Tokyo and Osaka are fourth huh. and fifth Showing us that, in fact, 
It sounds like a, like foreigners answered this. <laughs> it's like Shit. all the places that people hear about a lot for touristy stuff. It's not good. I, I really wouldn't agree with the ranking. I think no. I would agree with last place, though. What's in last? In 47th place, Ibaraki. <laughs> You've been there as well recently. Uh, Ibaraki does have some beautiful <clears throat> places, actually. Pottery. <laughs> the pottery, pot- yeah. pottery village. No, it, like it is really parts of it are very nice. I haven't explored the whole prefecture, so mm. I can't really say like overall. But um, I was really surprised by the beautiful places I saw in Ibaraki. I wouldn't put it last. Right, um, Nagoya surely. Nagoya, or oh. well, I mean Ibaraki's last, second last saga. No, what's, what's that one next to Tokyo? Uh, Chiba, Saitama. Saitama. Where's Saitama? Saitama's forty fifth. Uh, out of 47. Where was Yamagata again? This is, uh, this is ridiculous. 30, How many people did they survey? Yamagata was 31. <laughs> that, that's ridiculous. Those two should not be close. But yeah, Saga, I don't know what's in Saga really. That's in Saga, Kyushu. I've seen really beautiful photos of like the tea fields. The, stag- uh, yes. the staggered yeah, tea yeah. fields in Saga. Michaela always posts really nice photos of Saga area, so that's kind of shocking that it's down there. And both Tokushima, Tokushima is 42, huh. and Yamaguchi, Yamaguchi 42, Gunma 44, which I've just come back from with Connor, and Gunma's home to like Kusatsu Hot Springs, it's got the yeah. deepest railway station in Japan. That's <laughs> where I did the... Um, the sake in the forest with Ryotaro. Oh, that looks really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was actually a really nice place. Like, Gunma's good. And Tokushima, which is really low, 42. Also went there on Wacky Weekend with Connor. That's got the Scarecrow yeah, Village. Yeah, Tokushima's really cool. Ia Valley. Very beautiful. Like I have I, a feeling that they've kind of, like, incorporated livability as well, maybe, into their votes. Perhaps, I don't yeah. know. They've just put attractive, I don't really, I guess, mediocre in Japanese so that would probably like incorporate how much you want to live there right right you can see why they'd put like the ones that are a little bit out of the way why would Chiba be at number 12 (laughs) well it's close to Tokyo Uh, you've lived in Chiba right for a long time most of my time in Japan was in Chiba and how do you look back on that time Uh, (laughs) compared to Morioka or Sendai I was a university student for most of it so it was probably like the most relaxing (laughs) years Mm. of my Japan life for sure you know I wasn't overly stressed and I had lots of free time to explore I did like it I I was in the deep countryside of deep countryside all it had was rice fields and Don Quixote <laughs> honestly Don Quixote and that's, rice that's all there was to do really and Narita airport uh, yeah I was, ve- I was very close to the airport actually so woohoo um, but yeah I, I certainly wouldn't rank it that high <laughs> that's shocking honestly <laughs> <laughs> I think the sad truth about living in Japan is most people just end up in Tokyo and then they don't get to yeah. see anything else they don't get to go anywhere unless like, they're on jet jet seems to put people in like some obscure locations well if you come on the jet program you there's like it's very very low chance of being in Tokyo right. and that's kind of why I liked it when I applied right it was mm-hmm. kind of like throw of the dice I'll go anywhere I'll let fate determine where I end up and I ended up in Yamagata yeah. ranked 31 out of 47 but I remember when I uh, when I got that job I got a letter from the head of the jet teachers in Yamagata it was a guy American guy called Jeff and he uh, he said well done you've won the Japan lottery <laughs> and I was like the Japan lottery are you being like 
overly optimistic, overly, overly optimistic American. Uh, but actually, he was spot on. I did, I did feel like I won the well, Japan yeah. lottery. After I, exploring all of Japan, now would you say that you got placed in probably one of the best places you could have? I would objectively, yeah, I would, yeah. I would. I do think, like, part of me is curious what life would have been like if I'd ended up somewhere like near Kyoto or uh, Kanazawa, mm. Kanazawa, uh, around the back of Japan or uh, Matsushima, not Matsushima, uh, Matsuyama. Yeah, that that would have been cool. You wouldn't have met Natsuki, though. Exactly. I would have met someone better. <laughs> oh, no, but like, <laughs> no, exactly right. And you have to sort of believe a degree of fate was involved. Yeah. That led me to Natsuki. Yeah, and, and you I'd probably know. wouldn't have explored North Japan much, I feel. If you were put down in Kyoto or something, you yeah, would have yeah. just stayed down there. Maybe made your way up to <clears> Tokyo. <throat> but my friends that live in Kyoto never come up here. Yeah, there's a real divide. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think I, I can't remember if I talked with Ryota about this the other day, but like, there's that real divide in Japan. The divide is like Nagoya mm-hmm. in the middle. If you live west of Nagoya, we'll never see you again. Yeah. I've got friends in Kyoto and Osaka. I haven't seen them in like four years. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and they never come to this side of Japan. There's a weird like, divide there. Even though it's so easy, my, my flight to Hiroshima was only an hour and a half from Sendai airport so it's close yeah but it's really just quick. effort isn't it yeah, effort I guess. it wasn't even <laughs> and, overly expensive and it runs on different electricity as well doesn't it uh that's slightly Japan, i think yeah i've got like a different voltage or... yeah it doesn't really affect your appliances but it's it means not... while we had like blackouts in tokyo and like electricity issues here in the east back during the earthquake last month the west side of Japan no problems yeah, at all yeah it's different power. we need to yeah. steal their power <laughs> take it away give me the nuclear power ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But 
if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. I've got another survey here. I know you love surveys. And this survey, we, as we've seen, the last survey, absolute shit show. I wouldn't trust it entirely. <laughs> um, take it with a pinch of Who salt. they surveyed? Okay, 30,000 people were surveyed for this one. So 30,000 people. That's all right. Aged yeah. between 20 to 79. All right. Uh, and this is, what part of Japan is the best food and what should you eat there? And these are the top five places. Number five, Kyoto. With its kaiseki nyori, mm. the elaborate multi-course meals, uh, yudofu, which is tofu, hot pot made with bonito fish flakes. Uh, what else is there in Kyoto? I always matcha, just say matcha. Oh, matcha green famous tea. Famous tea. Yeah. Kenobi gin. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. I I love the food in Kyoto. I I always find really delicious stuff when I'm down there. I I associate Kyoto with tempura. Really? Yeah. Oh, they do have that really famous tempura restaurant. We'll have quite a lot of good tempura restaurants. I feel like they have lots of high-class restaurants just um, for yeah, all different yeah. styles of traditional Japanese food, really. Yeah, I mean, if you like high-class dining, Kyoto is yeah. like the place to be. Yeah. Steve Jobs famously, uh, he, he loved Kyoto. It's his favorite city on, in the world. and huh. uh, He very famously went to a sushi restaurant called uh, Sushi Iwa, I believe it's called, and uh, left his autograph there something he never did huh. but I think it was the last time he knew he was going to go to Kyoto when he was suffering from cancer uh, right. before he passed away I'd love to go there and try it out but like high class cuisine Kyoto is the place to be yeah, so, in a, so far I agree with this survey so, so, they're doing well what's next fourth place Niigata <laughs> what oh no uh, <laughs> what, what's, what are they famous for besides rice uh, uh, rice more rice. It says right here there isn't really any specific dish associated with Niigata. Fantastic. I mean, they've got rice, koshi uh, hikari rice, right. which is said to be the most delicious variety in Japan. I feel like that's kind of like beef. Every prefecture says it has the best beef. <laughs> it does. They say they have the best rice. It all. It's all good. It's all good I mem- quality. I remember on Journey Across Japan too, we stayed at a traditional inn in uh, Gifu. And the woman that was there was like, this is the best rice in Japan. I was like, is it from Niigata? She was like, no, Gifu. And like, it's 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 one of those things yeah. where it tastes the same. Yeah. I've eaten Niigata rice. It's good, yeah. but it's just the same as it is in yeah. Akita or Yamagata. Uh, they do have a lot of good sake breweries, though. Uh, very famous for its sake. And right. It's got a lot of good... Right. Uh, I, I recently passed through Niigata for a video with Connor that's coming out this week. And we went to the sake vending machines, right. which were exceptional. But at the same time, there's just that's all there is. Like Niigata has yeah. rice, rice and sake, and I feel like we can do better. Not than that. ideal, yeah. Really, 
how many people voted for Niigata? Quite well, must have been quite a few it's thousand. Very weird. Uh, third place we have Osaka, which yeah. is famous for its okonomiyaki, its takoyaki, yeah. uh, kushikatsu. Kushikatsu is that fried, an Osaka thing? Yeah, yeah, huh. it's like deep fried. Yeah, all the street food in Osaka is amazing, so they definitely deserve a high ranking for sure. And of course, it's known as uh, Japan's kitchen. Yeah. And it's a justifiable title as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, In second place is Fukuoka, Mm. with its uh, tonkotsu pork broth ramen. It's hitokuchi gyoza, the sort of mini, mini tiny gyoza. Right. Uh, Fukuoka uh, is just a very trendy place in general, so I, I found their cafes were amazing. Um, lots of like really healthy restaurants, vegetarian options. When I when I interviewed uh, Hyde, the rock star guy, he said uh, Fukuoka was his like favorite place for food in Japan. Yeah, since uh, seafood was exceptional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then at number one we've got once again huh. Hokkaido. Uh, Hokkaido with its crab, its salmon, its ramen with miso, its corn, its potatoes, ice cream, cheese, basically everything. I think Hokkaido probably has the best variety of food of any prefecture it does have a, yeah good variety for sure but uh, I mean we, we we did the video there we did five dishes over Christmas and yeah you're kind of sport for choice there yeah it's got something for everyone really it's mostly seafood but yeah. is there you know are there other prefectures in Japan that you think rival it or top it <sighs> Hokkaido yeah I I agree with Fukuoka uh, being up there for sure. Um, I w- I wouldn't choose Hokkaido myself really. I think I'm more into like Western cuisine. If right. I had to choose, Hokkaido feels very uh, Japanese to me. Like the very dishes fishy. they have there, are, yeah, lots, lots of fish, lots of seafood, <laughs> lots of yeah. seafood stuff, and and ramen mostly. Mm. Um, where I'm surprised Tokyo isn't on there. Well, what's Tokyo known for? Like I I actually don't really associate many dishes with Tokyo well not a specific dish it's more like Fukuoka with just the variety of cuisine and the, the yeah, high but Fukuoka's got tonkotsu pork broth right it's got right. that sort of iconic association I guess but Niigata made it on the list it's got rice isn't it <laughs> lots of rice yeah I, Tokyo's not known for any cuisine I guess but uh, plenty of really nice restaurants I'd say Fukushima deserves a place up there Fukushima has great food yeah it's got the um What's it called? Sauce Katsudon. And their sake is my favourite sake in the entire country. It's often wins as well. So it's very good. The best sake. But Sauce yeah, Katsudon, sauce which Katsudon. is kind of like a um, pork, breaded pork that's doused in uh, Worcester sauce. Uh, you've got... Peaches. Peaches. Kitakata ramen oh, as yeah. well. The, yeah, the ramen uh, Soy-based town. broth ramen. Like, I, yeah, I really associate Fukushima with good mm. food. Uh, where we are now... Miyagi. Miyagi. Yeah, it so doesn't get my vote. <laughs> Beef tongue. Beef tongue. Uh, edamame. <laughs> uh, oh dear. What about Iwate, where you used to live? Iwate is famous for noodles. Um, ah, the three noodles of Japan. Yeah, if you're a noodle fan. What know. are they? Wank soba. Wanko. <laughs> Wanko soba. Um, uh, Which we did God, in January. That's the only one I ever ate. Uh, what are the other ones? Jaja. Ramen. Uh, I like ramen actually. Cold uh, noodles. Cold bro. noodles, yeah. Horrible. No, you're, you've never Disgusting. had good ones, clearly. Don't try it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't and, have uh, it. The jajamen. Jajamen's good. It's like nah. it's noodles with a meat sauce on top, and it's a bit like spaghetti bolognese. Uh, yeah. Way better than Raymond. Way yeah, better than Raymond. It's not. Uh, and also, <laughs> I did a video there a few years ago called like Six Must Try Dishes. Had my Zawa beef, but also it's got that uh, really 
interesting take on uh, Genghis Khan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is famous for that, I guess. Uh, Genghis Khan is lamb, mutton, barbecue. Yeah. And in a, there's a town in uh, Iwate called Tono, and there they do it on a bucket. <laughs> a bucket. A bucket. It doesn't of sound lamb. overly pleasing, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever you like. Basically, lamb, mutton, barbecue, Genghis Khan, it's a Hokkaido dish. It started in Hokkaido in the 30s. Huh. And I don't really know the story behind Tono, this little mountain village in Iwate, how they got it. But they decided that they wanted to be the, the purveyors of Genghis Khan. <laughs> so they put it in a bucket. And they were like, but we need to do something different. We need a bucket. <laughs> and it's just, it literally is a bucket with a grill on the top. Does it taste any different than when you cook oh, it, it tastes on better. a regular grill? You haven't lived until you've eaten <laughs> a pile of lamb off a bucket. I'm good, thanks. And, <laughs> but like the idea was, it's quite romantic in a weird way. Like you'd, you'd yeah. have this bucket, you'd, ta- you'd drag the bucket up the mountains, <laughs> and when you're working up in the mountains, you'd have a bucket <laughs> covered in lamb. And uh, within the bucket, you open up the bucket, you put the like uh, lighters and the charcoal in there. You light the fire, put the lid on top it's just like with po- the grill. Portable barbecue is. It is, really... but it's a bucket. <laughs> Don't you dare call that barbecue. It's a bucket. <laughs> it's the culture of Tono, but I really like it, and uh, I, I do make a special effort to go there and eat off a bucket whenever yeah. I can. Uh, and of course, Al Mori as well is uh, sport for choice with tuna cider. Oh yeah, Al Mori's great. Apples. Apple, apple pie. Apple pie. Yeah. So I actually think Tohoku has probably the best food in Japan. Mm. When you take the six mm. prefectures combined. For sure. We yeah. might not have the rice of Niigata. <laughs> I feel a bit bad now. I'm bullying Niigata. <laughs> I, Niigata, I, you know, I for the longest time, I always uh, spoke ill of Niigata alongside places like uh, Nagoya. What is it with prefectures beginning with N? I, but Niigata... I always thought uh, rubbish because I used to drive across it, the plains of Niigata. It's quite a dull place to drive across. But then I did this road trip recently, coming out this Saturday or Sunday. And uh, in central Niigata, they have these beautiful mountains, but also the snowiest place in all of Japan. Oh, is it Niigata? Oh. Well, a lot of people think it's Aomori and Hokkaido. And I thought it it was that Sapporo and uh, Aomori City. But... uh, they, while those are the cities with the highest snowfall, the, the, the area, the region with the greatest snowfall is actually Echigo Yuzawa, hmm. which is sort of on the border between Gumma and Niigata, just because it has absurd humidity, and that is the mm. sort of the main, the main thing snow right, needs right. to. What was driving there like? Was it the walls of snow? I mean, we the went there, the because we went there in March, a lot of the, the snow had sort of stopped falling, a oh, lot okay. of it. It wasn't too bad. bad. Only one day it got quite bad, the blizzards. But uh, I think living there in January and February or travelling through there would be pretty hardcore. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I know Ken Watanabe is from there, though. Is he? He's from a town literally 20, 30 minutes from Edgecoy's out. Oh, you should have asked him about that. should have asked him. He he referred to himself in the interview as a mountain boy. (laughs) Um, But I didn't put that in. Huh, I didn't elaborate on it. Yeah, he's from Niigata. And... uh, but although he lives in neighbouring Nagano now, quite yeah. close. Uh, I did say earlier, all the prematures beginning with an N are bad. That's not true. Nagano Nagano's is good. stunning. Uh, yeah. We passed through there and saw the monkeys as well. So have to check Were that out. Were they there this time? 
You'll have to find out. <laughs> the bloody snow monkeys. We didn't. We didn't get lucky on Jenny Across Japan too. But uh, I couldn't believe that. I've know. never heard of anyone showing up there. There's no monkeys. It was a very it must have been the first. Very bitter pill to swallow. <laughs> we should have scared them off. If only I'd known there was a live feed of the monkeys that you yeah, could watch. Yeah. Then that would have saved us about three hours of bloody filming. But <laughs> you'll have to find out this time. If Connor and I saw the monkeys. Exciting. Exciting stuff. But thank you for coming on, Charlotte. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, we will re- resume regular broadcasting with Pete Dawson later this week, guys. He's back from his travels. I'm sure he's got a lot of stories to tell. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. And thank you again, Charlotte. Away you go. Girl, get out of my studio. Broad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.